Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers just like you. Every Monday, I chat about recently watched movies with my close friend and artist, Danny Haas. Dolph Lundgren's body. It's worth the price of admission for this movie. And our close friend and movie insider, Protolexis. Am I going to see the Dune trailer part two? Do I get to see it too? So that I can feel (laughs) feelings in my nethers? The theme that will guide our discussion this month is May the 4th. We can only choose movies that are the fourth movie in the franchise this month. Later in this episode, that means we're talking about Rocky IV, the movie that single-handedly ended the Cold War and saved Russia from itself. Enjoy! We got to get into this Dune 2 trailer. Do? We we have to get into it. Okay? This is the biggest sequel in the history of Denny Villeneuve. Has Denny ever Oeuvre. done a sequel before? Is this his first he, sequel? He did Blade Runner. Well, that's he didn't, you know, you know what I, I know mean. He's known for his part you know, twos. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> He's known for his large number twos. Excuse me. Um, so I so <laughs> So the trailer dropped. This is a big moment. People losing their minds on the internet. Uh, Proto is our movie insider. Yes. We look to you for the pulse of a nation uh, since this trailer has dropped. What what did you think? What are you hearing? Check the pulse. What am I hearing about the Dune 2 trailer? I'm seeing people uh, lose their minds. I'm seeing people calling their movie theater to say, if I go to see Guardians of the Galaxies Volume 7 or whatever the hell movie is in the theater now, am I going to see the Dune trailer part two? Do I get to see it too? So that I can feel uh, some (laughs) feelings in my nethers. (laughs) Did you watch it? Are you excited? What are you, what's what's happening? I did. I mean, it looked cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in there, right? Um, I don't love, you know, the one thing I don't love about the whole, this whole- It's Timmy. It's Timmy, isn't it? Well, I mean, we've already talked about Timmy. Yeah. One of the worst castings in the last decade. We all can agree (laughs) on that. But the fact that it's like every single role is a big actor. Now we have Florence Pugh and Mm -hmm. we have the, um, we have Elvis Presley in here as well. It's like, I don't know. It's just a lot of big names for me. And I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Was Florence talking on speakerphone on her iPhone? (laughs) <laughs> they didn't mix down the audio. It's a trailer. They're, they'll fix that upon real release. Yeah, I mean, there's a big cast. The poster that they released is like 30 names on it. Sheesh. Probably is a little bit distracting, but I mean, it'll probably get people in theaters to see it. All the super fans of those people. Powder ass looking MFR. Oh my God. Austin Butler in that trailer. His forehead. I mean, you, I, I'm kind of bummed that it's not like the sexualized nude sting. Like, oh. I, you know, we got Austin Butler. Oh, that's who he's playing? Yeah. He's playing Sting. He's playing oh. Sting. <laughs> he's playing Sting. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. I guess maybe it makes more literal sense to go with the books, and that's what he looks like in the books. But yeah, no, Kurt's just, just, word, he's just, just He's just words in the books. Give us very horny Sting. Um, very sweaty Sting. But, you know, people are excited. We'll be talking about this movie. You know, maybe for new for new listeners that might not have gone through our catalog, we covered Denny's Dune in episode ninety one, and it's a big moment. It's a miracle we made it out alive mm-hmm. from our discussion that episode, Danny. I mean, we weren't going to kill each other, but we were we were about to be in the streets. There was like flaming torches coming at us when we were leaving our homes yeah. because of because of our uh, liking the movie Dune, yeah, we, but not we didn't loving like it, it enough. <laughs> I will say I liked this trailer. I enjoyed it. I was excited. Yeah, it's more action packed. Yeah, it felt like than the times. first movie. Proto, as a Dune um, nutologist, um, is there a third after this? How's it go? Is this the? Is this is the? Is this Dune two the, this the other half ending. of the first book, and then we go into another book? 
so this Dune Part Two is this will be the second half of the first book. There was six books written originally, so mm-hmm. uh, it kind of has a nice trilogy, though. So I I would so the second book is my favorite book. I would love if the second book, which is called Dune Messiah, was made into a movie. Um, so I would I would love if Denny continues um, to at least get that part three. Well, will it be part three? Will they just call it Messiah then? We'll get into we'll get into we have plenty of time to get into this. You know, the movie comes out in a few months. We'll be the first in line to settle the score True. for Dune Two. Okay, we Dune will. Part Two. I got my tickets. Well then. Let's say hello to some new patrons that joined this week. Justin, Anthony, Mark, Austin, John, Mauricio, and Marco all joined our Patreon this week. Got access to supporter-only episodes. There was a Twilight watch-along again in our Discord. I don't know how many there can be. I feel like there's one every couple days in our Discord. (sighs) I think this was it. This was the end. There's no more Twilights after this last one. (sighs) They did it. What a run. Congratulations to everyone. I'm proud of them, actually. And also, Danny debuted a new logo oh. for our supporter-only feed on podcasts app. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yes, thank you. Speaking of Feet to Flames, I had to uh, was forced into this making this logo. Yeah, you were... <laughs> didn't have more, a choice. More torching was happening outside your door, <laughs> asking for a new logo. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's time yeah. for an update. I looked at your your letterbox log, your diary, this week. So you watched The Aviator. I was stunned. What what made you want to watch that? I don't I've never seen that. Um for whatever reason, I was looking at Scorsese's Letterboxd. And I was just sorting it, looking at top movies. I I, I, for, I thought about, oh, I thought about Goodfellas and how that would make a fun app for us at some point. <laughs> just remind, sorry. Just reminded of of you typing Goodfellas. Stop. Listen, <laughs> it was a long day and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, sorry. I'll but cut we can. that from the record. No, you can, I'll cut no, you out, can say it. I was I'll idiot. cut out Danny DMing us the word Goodfellas <laughs> twice this week, thinking it was the letterbox search I have box. Two computers. There's keyboards everywhere at this desk. I can't figure out where I was typing. Anyway, um, and I was just kind of scrolling Scorsese's list, and I remembered Aviator as being um, an option for movies about movies at some point when Ooh. we were doing... So I decided to watch it. I had never seen it. Um, the only Howard Hughes bits I know are what was in The Rocketeer. So I had no idea about his his life and his story. And mm-hmm. uh, it's insane. His story is, is absolutely bonkers. Um, but Leo's incredible in it. But also um, Kate Blanchett is incredible as well in this oh. movie. And, and Scorsese does a really cool thing where, because it kind of travels a lot of years of Howard's life. Um, and it starts in Technicolor, like this real vintage kind of movie looking. And as it gets m- more later in his life, the movie becomes very more modern looking as film. Like, I, I guess, I guess as cinema changes with the movie, it changes, mm-hmm. you know, the look of the movie. And I thought it was pretty impressive. I liked it. Um, and I had a great time watching this film. It was really good. All I remember of that movie is uh, Leo nude peeing in a jar. Yeah, he does that. And it was like 50 jars. So he's been doing it for a minute. Not to bring up The Simpsons again oh, for the 100th time. Oh, okay. But no, thank the, you. the first time I ever first. I heard about Howard Hughes was Mr. Burns homaging what do you Howard do? Hughes. He was he had long fingernails. Oh, he yeah, had yeah, yeah. pee jars. Uh, I think he told Flanders to get into the spruce. Was it the spruce, spruce goose? Moose? I think he might have called it the spruce oh, goose. I'm not sure. Might have been Goose. Who can say? It's a long time ago. Who can say? Any other movies you want to chat about? Um, continued my Bond journey. Watched Spectre. Uh, and I it was. I had a great time go. watching Here it. I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's still one of the bottom of Craig's. And I, I think the story suffers a bit. But I, did, I think it looks great. And I really enjoyed Batista's car chase scene in that film. Mm-hmm. He looked comedic in his giant body in that tiny like Jaguar. Um, yeah, I had a good time watching it. It's, it's got a lot of flaws though. I think I gave it three and a half flaws. stars. A lot of flaws. Uh, so, I, I am sorry. impressed by Craig's run of bonds though. It's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty solid. Just wait until Austin Butler takes over. You're right. It could happen. Just wait. Uh, anything else? Peter Pan and Wendy was good. 
Mm. I had a good time with that. Uh, I watched Dungeons Dragons since it went streaming. I give that three and a half stars. A lot of fun. Big freaking week for you. Yeah, and then I've, I've, I kind of I watched Tetris as well, and Tetris was an insane story. I had no idea what that story was, and uh, I found myself really captivated by it. It's even if it's like super dramatized for the movie. Even mm-hmm. if it's like partly true, it's still an insane story. I think I said that in my review, but it's wild. Yeah, that was my takeaway from it too. Is like this can't all be true, and maybe ten percent of it is of it is true. But it was a fun ride for what it was. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Saturday, I got to see Casey and I went to the theaters and we saw the re-released 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Oh. That was just magical. There's there's just nothing like seeing Star Wars in a theater. Any of them, good and bad. I had a great time watching it. They're laughing at the bits that we've been laughing at for decades. Mm -hmm. uh, Clapping at the end. like uh, The Ewok dance number. Yub nub. Just dancing. That's what I look like when I dance. I can Ewok. (laughs) Um, Incredible time. Watch that out at Disney. Probably you watched Return of Jedi two weeks ago or last week. I forgot to bring up that you immediately went into that trilogy journey after you finished A New Hope. Yeah, I did. I couldn't help myself. It was just time, you know, I mean, it's May the 4th. Mm-hmm, Got to revisit. Right. National holiday. Got to pay my respect to George. Mm. The day Jesus came out of the grave and fired up the original VHSs. Bless you. Of Star Wars. <laughs> Bless you, my child. But probably you watched Peter Pan and Wendy as well, I think. Is that true? Kind of. It was on in the house. I, I sat down to watch it, but then I got pulled in different directions in the house, doing different things. So I only caught a few bits and pieces of it. So I put it on my letterbox just to say, to record the event, you know, mm-hmm. my diary. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. caught some scenes. I thought Jude Law looked fantastic. Um, he looked like he was having fun. His hook was uh, incredible. Yeah, yeah, very gnarly. It looks different than a regular hook. It's like a Candyman hook. <laughs> Candyman hook. Like Not if you that. were really a pirate and you needed to have a hook that you wanted to use as a weapon possibly to like mm-hmm. skewer children, this is what you would do. This is what you would have. <laughs> yeah. Child skewering hook. Was the reason why um, you were busy around the house because you were developing an app on Tidbit. Uh, you heard about that? Folks heard about this tidbit device? You can get this like little speaker size looking thing that displays like information, the weather, game scores, and you, people can make apps crazy. for it. And part of you, you made an app, a letterboxed app for this thing. Yeah, it's a little pixelated display you put on your desk, and it just has a bunch of different apps uh, that you can run on it. Um, there's new apps added like every week to it, and a lot of it is is built by just, you know, anybody who wants to contribute. So uh, I saw this thing and it's, I think I got an IG ad. Um, of course. And I needed to pull the trigger. So I got mine back in February. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, I got to make a letterbox app for this. Um, so once I got mine, uh, I put some time in. So I've been working on it for a little bit, you know, in the evenings and on the weekends and was able to finally uh, get it made um, and it, yeah, it, it officially went live today where anybody can use it. Um, and it's, it's really the dream. Like the, when I saw this thing, this is what I wanted it to do is to display mm. my letterbox feed. So mm. it'll show the three most recent, uh, reviews from friends, um, uh, on the, t- on the tidbit. So I can just be sitting at my desk and, you know, when the app comes up, I get to see, uh, what the star ratings were. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, you know, I'm looking at it right now and I'm seeing our, you know, our boy, Grugrux Dave, he's given <laughs> Rocky four, three and a half stars. Incredible. Oh, on a rewatch. This okay. is what it's telling me. Yeah, it looked great. I saw the video on our IG. It was like a product release video. Mm. Were you born to do these videos? That's the question I think people are asking after yeah. this and the cage match. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to get there, you know? I'm, I'm, we're trying to be professional here. I'm doing the best that I can. Um, so, uh, you know, I hope people appreciate the work that, that, that what we're putting in over here. Mm. Yeah, very much appreciative. I was watching our IG this, was it this past weekend, where the cage... Mom, cage yeah. match, cage uh, game show happened with Proto on IG Live. And we picked our next supporter episode as voted or as 
I guess, suggested by our interns, which is going to be a fish called Wanda. Great video. A lot of gifable moments of you mm-hmm. doing this live show. I'm just trying to be myself out there. You know, all mm. you can do is you, you put your suit on, put your bow tie on, brush your hair, and turn the <laughs> camera on. That's what I do. <laughs> I believe it. God bless. Uh, I had to call out Eric and chat is back. Eric, <laughs> what is the process? Eric posts these images, these stills of movies in chat, and they're all, they're all warped and they're deep horrifying. Fried. I can't remember the process. I don't even maybe I don't even know what the process. Want to know what the process is to make these images? They're, deep they're horrifying. Fried. <laughs> deep fried, deep fried AI mid journey images. Eric was doing mid journey before mid journey was a thing. Uh, every week we give out a free year of Letterbox Pro. Someone tagged their review 70M pod, 70MM pod. So this will get their ads gone and uh, access to year end stats. G Man 00 left a review for Rocky Four. Mr. Drago, tear down this wall. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. You get a free year of Letterboxd Pro. Um, uh, what else do we want to talk about? I want to hear about this this virtual combat viewing that Proto had. Oh Proto my gave, God. So our friends at Bat and Spider are covering virtual combat. If you're curious what, what Bat and Spider is, that title should tell you everything you need to know about mm-hmm. that podcast. It means they're serious. <laughs> Full disclosure, it's my favorite podcast. Uh, but you watched this week, Proto. You gave it five stars. Five stars to virtual combat. I've been biding my time. Mm. I choose, uh, you know, I listen to Bat and Spider, but I don't watch all their movies because it's dangerous to watch everything they pick. Mm -hmm. It really Mm -hmm. is. But excuse your stats. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta (laughs) choose wisely. Um, And they're covering virtual combat, and this looked like, hey, this looks pretty good for what it's doing here. Okay, Um, you know, you got it's uh, uh, you got officers Dave and John amuse themselves off-duty by honing their kickboxing skills via virtual reality combat. My God. What what more do you need? Um, This movie was an absolute riot. Uh, You know, it's a a B-movie, but I was fully engaged the whole time. It had pretty good, I thought it had pretty good production for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, you know, it, it's still a B movie, but it had like interesting sets, um, just like biz- some like really bizarre set, like the virtual reality rigs that they were hooking themselves into yeah. was just like hilarious. Um, and then it's from the nineties. So like all the references to like technology and virtual reality were hilarious. And then just the acting, uh, you know, I said in my review is like, when you watch a B movie, you hope for like one, off the wall performance, somebody who takes it to 11. And I felt that every performance <laughs> in this movie, they took it to 11, which okay. I was really appreciative. So mm-hmm. I, I just had a fantastic time. You know, it's not, yeah, this movie's not winning any awards, but for if, when you go into a movie that like this, you're looking for a certain kind of experience. And this, it, this gave it all to me. It gave it all. Mm. It's winning Gosh. hearts. It is winning hearts. Won my heart. Once I saw that review pipe in, you got to talk about something. Um, Guardians. Can we get a Guardians oh, update? Oh my God. Yeah, can we get an we update talk on about Guardians? Guardians? I watched Guardians of the Galaxy last night. Warrington, PA. The back, you know, the, the back skirts of Willow Grove. The what? <laughs> these are cities that I'm What's naming. What's a back right? skirt? The, maybe the outskirts is outskirts, better. Outskirts, okay. Backskirts, outskirts. Don't Google You, you be the judge. Nobody Google backskirts or anything related combat. to that word. Uh, so I got a screening pass to see that. I took James with me. Uh, we snuck in some chicken sandwiches mm. under my hoodie. I snuck in just chicken sandwiches that I ate. I ate two chicken sandwiches while watching <laughs> the movie. Um, my God. And it was like one of those radio station screenings like my my super local screenings that i go to are kind of like you know ones that mm mmr puts on you know local mmr wmmr um local philadelphia radio station so they usually do like they're doing bits you know before the movie plays they're doing giveaways they're doing trivia there was karaoke contest 
before the excuse movie. me before before the movie uh it was something else i, <laughs> I would have walked out i was like you know like melting out of my seat <laughs> as it was happening i wanted to be dead what? when it was going on um but we got our we got good seats it was in imax i will say though that the imax screen at warrington regal is it's not good. Like when there's nothing but white on the screen, even James noticed it. He said, it's like, oh, this is the same screen I saw Super Mario Brothers in. It's this greasy screen. Greasy. When it's like white, mm. you can see, it's almost like someone's like like greasy sunk like glasses. Oh, like it's almost like God. pixelated a little bit. It's very strange. They need to clean it. I don't know if they just like got a cheap fabric or something. I don't know how that stuff works. Anywho, um, I liked it. I gave it three and a half stars. It's a little bit long. It's a nice send-off for the characters. I'm gathering that they're all pretty much done after they this. They all died? No. <laughs> I mean, everyone has kind of like an exit plot oh in the movie, God. pretty much. Like, you, if they don't make another Guardians movie, you could kind of see, okay, that makes sense. Mm. Or some of them could come back. I don't know. Um, so this, There were some great action scenes. There's a hallway scene that was pretty cool. It's very Rocket Raccoon focused. So for all those Rocket Raccoon fans out there, Finally. get your tissues ready. We did we it. Su- they're going to be crying into their, what's a chocolate candy that I like? Is it a Bunch of Crunch? They're crying into their Bunch of Crunch. No one's ever heard of that. Popcorn combos. You never had Bunch of Crunch? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what's a it's Bunch the, of Crunch? It's in the back skirts of, <laughs> of the candy aisle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Art says Junior Mints Kurtz likes Ice Caps Paul says Rollos I love Rollos Rollos are the best You put a melted Rollo On a little mini pretzel Oh mm, That's inter- That's me? innovation Put them in the oven mm. Oven them, In the yeah, oven Put them in the oven Let the Rollo melt Onto the little mini pretzel Does oven mean Microwave up there In the north <laughs> I would not put that In the microwave Austin Just, just Google Rollo Pretzel Recipe and someone on YouTube will walk you through it. Rolo really recipes. Yeah. Impressive. So James gave it four stars. I don't think he was that excited about it. He literally doesn't remember or know anything about the Marvel Universe. So he uh. it was also similar to kind of like me. Like I thought Thor was still with the Guardians. And that happened in Endgame. So that's how far back I am. That Thor Endgame was in the Guardians in Endgame? Yeah, remember when Endgame ended? Thor was no, like in their Endgame. spaceship. He's like, oh, I'm full. We're was gonna have a lot of fun. Thor? But was was that yeah. not the last time the Guardians were in a movie? That's what I thought. So I thought that that storyline was still the same. And then like I was like, wait, where's Thor? And then I remembered like, oh, there was a Thor movie that came out. Oh, Thunder. Uh, <laughs> I had like forgotten about all that stuff. So we'll see. I'm not really like enthused for the Marvel Cinematic Universe without my favorites like Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, interesting. I don't, I don't really know what the feature yeah. of this movie Your big Pratt has slate looks. I think Pratt gets a lot of flack yeah. for being a good-looking, oh. charismatic, great-hair-having guy. Mm. You know? Okay. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> All right. Enough. Enough. I'm talking so much. I hate when I talk so much. I like it. I oh, won't thank you. Uh, we need to get into something that Saved a nation, and that's Rocky Four. That's our feature. <laughs> Stop! You have to edit this. I can't even look at Discord. What I, is this? You image? have to look away. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look away. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is why I have it on the other screen. <laughs> it's not even a good Photoshop, but I still and crack it up. Anyway, it's Saved a Nation. Rocky Four. It's May the Fourth. We're only doing movies that are the fourth in a franchise. As you obviously remembered from last week's Star Wars, the fourth movie in that franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're doing it for realsies with Rocky Four, directed by Sylvester Stallone. Part of what's this movie about? Rocky Balboa, 10-time heavyweight champion, has beat Apollo Creed, Clubber Lang, watched his coach die in the locker room, and now has seen his nemesis turned beach jogging friend Apollo murdered live on television by a communist. <laughs> Drago is an evil communist lab experiment perfected to kill American boxers and capitalism. 
with over <laughs> 2,000 pounds of pressure per square. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Get it together. Rocky doesn't want to fight. But after seeing his bosom buddy sent to the great square in the sky, Rocky declares, <laughs> Flying to Russia to train in Siberia, pulling wagons and running in a leather jacket, Rocky trains to end Drago, end communism, and tear down that wall. Rocky IV. Rocky Four, the quest for peace. Uh, Sylvester Stallone directed this thing. Did you have any idea that Sylvester had directed not Anything? just one Rocky, but many Rockies, Danny? Wait, many? Many. Three, at least he did these three, and then he did. Uh, did he? I think he directed Balboa, right? Didn't he direct Balboa? Am I making that up? Wait, he did the first. That's right. Did he do the first one? No, he didn't do the first one. Oh. He did two, three, and four, and then Balboa. Mm -hmm. Yep. Our modern-day George Lucas. You once swore off, swore off of Rocky. I think you said, I'll, I will never watch another Rocky movie. That might have been from your original Rocky review. Was it? Oh. Um, yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I didn't like the first one, and I don't really remember the second one very much. I, so I never saw the third one. I didn't, I, would, I didn't care anymore. But I don't like boxing. It's not a, it's not a sport it's I enjoy. It's a disgusting sport. It should be outlawed. I'm not a boxing guy. I'm not a MMA guy. I just this stuff doesn't interest me. I don't mm -hmm. enjoy it. Human violence. I don't enjoy this kind of. I like violence when they're wearing pads and can almost die, but not right. like this. Just only a little bit closer. Closer to death. To death. Just concussions. Broken spine. Spines. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, this is this is where I'm at. This is I've seen one, two, and four now. Mm -hmm. Part of did you grow up? Wrapped around an American flag in a VHS uh, box set of the Rocky movies. Yes, I'm pretty sure I saw most of these on cable. I watched the. I'm pretty sure when I first saw Rocky Four, it was the four hour cable cut that I because <laughs> I felt like when this was on TV, it took all day to watch, and that's right. my main memory of watching Rocky Four. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time I watched any of the original Rockies. To the point where, like, when this one started, I was like, or when we even talked about doing it, I was like, wait, Drago wasn't until four? I thought Drago was, like, two. The first one. <laughs> maybe, even the, yeah, maybe even the first one. Because, like, that, like, the cultural zeitgeist of Rocky for me is Drago. It's the Drago, like, hmm. scenes. And I don't barely remember anything. So I, I even thought that, like, the Apollo beach scene was in this one also. So for all I knew, there was just only like two Rocky movies in existence. I mean, technically all three movies are in this film. Yes, that's true. Thank God. That's how you do it. Yeah. Maybe Marvel should take it's a impressive, page. actually. Do those little montages in the beginning of a movie. So uh, let's see. We'll go around the room, maybe talk about our top three things that we jotted down in this viewing, and then we'll end with our letterboxed rating. Let's start with Proto. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, I had a, for a long time in my life, I've had an aversion to the 80s. Mm. Um, and I think I, you know, I spoke about this when we first started the show, um, of not liking the 80s, really anything about it. Um, but as I've watched movies from the 80s, it's grown on me more. You know, I like, I've always liked the music, um, but then just like different aspects rubbed me the wrong way. But watching this, I feel like, I've I, I I feel like I triggered something like a core memory in me that the reason I didn't like the eighties was possibly from this movie and the character Polly. <laughs> Is Polly the worst like character ever? Open question ever. for the group. Ever. <laughs> I just I just like I, I hate everything about this character. Um, he's, he's a, he's a bum. 
He's like a slime ball. He's a mood. He's dirty. He's dirty. He's lazy. And this, this relationship he has with this robot is disgusting. The sex robot. Yeah. Didn't he redeem himself though at the end when he, he talked to Rock in the hallway before the final fight and he did his little speech? Which one's Rock? Rocky. Oh. <laughs> Danny did not pay attention to this movie. Which one's Rock? Did he call him Rock? I I always you call that him Lip, Rock. Lipton Ice Tea commercial or whatever. Well, you're like. from Philly. You can do that, right? Um, I thought he saved himself a little bit with that little speech at the end. Personally, I know you're kind of busy just now, but I want to tell you some things I never told you. I know sometimes I act stupid and I say stupid things, but you kept me around, and other people would have said, "Drop that bum." You give me respect. You know, it's hard for me to say these kind of things because that ain't my way. But if I could just unzip myself and step out and be someone else, I want to be you. You're real hot, Rock. That's cool. Now bless this guy's teeth out. That's right. I like when he got mad at the um, conference table and he like grabbed the mic to yell at the commies. Mm-hmm. That was Sit cool. down, Polly. Yeah, sit down, Polly. I mean, at the very least, wash the undershirt that you're going to lounge around in Rocky's house in doing absolutely nothing. And why are you bringing him to Russia with you? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, is, they land and he's like, where's the where's the TV, Rock? <laughs> where's my lazy boy? We're trying to defeat communism here and he's looking for a couch. Mm-hmm. Let's be sick. I feel like a lot of boxers have that kind of training entourage. I feel like I've seen that in other movies. I don't know if it's real or not, but there's always just like some guy that is maybe responsible for the amount of punches you throw while training. I don't know. Mm. I guess they all have a, a role to play, so to speak. Uh, mine number one, maybe the greatest soundtrack ever put to film. Oh my God. Are you serious with this? Living in America, James Brown, that entire scene, five-star scene. I mean, I don't understand how Carl Weathers had any oxygen left to fight a, an actual boxing match. That's after why he dancing. died. He was, <laughs> that's why he ran out of steam. Hearts on fire, John Cafferty. Let me read some lyrics here. I, I took some notes down. Sudden darkness creeps into your soul. Envy moves the light of self-control. The cave that holds you captive has no doors. Burning with determination to even up the score. Hearts on fire. Strong desire rages deep within. Hearts on fire. Fevers rise and high. The moment of truth draws near, Proto. I got the chills. My God. Absolute banger. Have a burning heart by Survivor. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I wanted to sign up for the US Army after hearing this <laughs> montage. <laughs> Two worlds collide, rival nations. It's a primitive clash venting years of frustration. Bravely we hope against all hope. There is so much at stake. Seems our freedom's up. Danny, what do you think of the soundtrack? It's an absolute banger. Thank you. I, 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 I was like, every time a song came on, my head was bobbing. Yeah. Like this was, this was it. This is why we love the '80s proto. It's perfect music. We're not indestructible. I mean, these montages are so good. No easy way out. Robert singing it. Baby, better get that straight. <laughs> I mean, every song is incredible in this movie. The montages are legit. Some feelings never die. I was thinking of um another movie that parodied this, which was Team America World Police. Remember that movie? Team America. That, <laughs> was, a, that was a moment in pop culture. Oh, my God. Can you imagine us covering Team America no, World Police? No, I don't think they're allowed. I don't think anyone's allowed <laughs> to cover that. We might get them. thrown in jail for covering that. But, yeah, the music is amazing. The montage scenes are so 80s. They're 
off the charts for me. Like, I love the winter training scene. He's running in a leather jacket and the, the cabbie cap. I don't know what boots he was wearing. He's wearing jeans. Yeah. And he's running in like sub-zero temperatures, but he's getting better with <laughs> he's that montage. Listen, since we're, this was part of my number one, so I'm going to off something else. But because we're talking about the montages, listen to this fact that I read about the montages. It has been calculated that Rocky IV is 31.9% montages. <laughs> Nearly a third of the film. And during the second half of the film, or the last 50 minutes, it is 50% montage. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Facts. I and how it. much of it isn't new footage, but just reused from previous <laughs> movies? That's what I mean. I needed a refresher, so I was happy. I loved, I loved it. I loved, loved it. Every I love seeing uh, Drago using this like space age training equipment. Oh my God. He somehow has 2,000 pounds per square inch force. I don't know what the hell they're even saying. They're jacking him up with steroids. He doesn't even have a body that looks like that has been influenced by steroids at all. No. Like, I think, I mean, ironically, Sylvester Stallone in real life was caught with like HGH, I think, at an airport while filming The Expendables. What's he was that? Looking all, so that's a steroid. He was jacking himself up. Self-jacking. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Polly knows all about that. Danny, what's your number one? Dolph Lundgren's body mm-hmm. is a sight yeah. to behold. If anything, it's worth the price of admission for this movie. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe the size of this man and the zero negative body fat he has on this body. Yeah. Like, it's insane. The, him fighting Apollo, him fighting Rocky, I couldn't get over this man's body. Mm-hmm. Also, how tall right. is he? Nine feet. He's got to be nine feet. Ten. Minimum. I would be afraid to see this man in public. Does he do convention rounds? Also, I mean, it also looks great too when they like size him and Rock oh, it's perfect. next to each other. Like the height difference in some of those shots is so cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes you believe that like this guy has no chance to be Drago. Because like Carl and Sylvester are also jet. Ja- they're just ripped. My God, yeah. yeah. But Dolph makes them look like they're, you know, hanging out at Planet Fitness. <laughs> For these bods. Dolph yeah. is incredible. I couldn't get over this guy's body. Mm-hmm. I think this was his first American film, maybe. Or maybe first mainstream American film. And, you know, he went on to have an illustrious career, as we all know. Um, but also how about Brigitte Nielsen, his uh, Olympic swimmer wife in this movie. Fantastic oh. pairing. You know, she used to be, her and Sly were married for a time. Were they? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did they meet at this movie? Um, I, they might have gotten engaged while filming this or Cobra. I think she's also in Cobra. She's in Cobra. Yeah, so another reason to watch that movie. Some folks were asking us like which cut we were going to watch of Rocky for because there is like a director's cut or it's like Rocky versus Drago slice alone cut or something. I, I read about it. It didn't seem like anything that was really n- needed necessarily but i did read that like some of brigitte scenes are like cut out and there was theories that like he just didn't want his ex-wife in the movie i don't know but nothing it's not like star wars having different cuts it just felt very odd so i watched some of the director's cut to to see what was cut the intro is very different he um it's a lot more with carl in it oh actually they start off in three with him fighting mr t for a bit and then they go in and and the, one of the changes that I, I saw, well, first of all, they cut out the sex robot completely from the director's Thank cut. God. It's not in there at all, which means there's less Pauly scenes in the director's cut. There you go, bro. Um, but he adds a bit of fighting with <clears throat> Apollo and uh, Drago to make it look like Drago's not so invincible. There's a lot of... Oh. Apollo wins a bit more of the fight than... What And I don't like that, actually. I like the invincibleness of Drago, especially coming into the fight with him and Rocky. I feel like it feels more, I don't know, the, mm-hmm. the, it feels way more off balance that way. Right. I thought it was cool. Like there's, I had to rewind it a few times because after Apollo dies and Rocky wants to fight him, there's like that, another quick, like, I guess you could call it a montage, but it's like the passage oh, it's a of time with the, with the newspaper stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I had to read it because it just like glosses over the fact that it's an unsanctioned match. He has to forfeit his his belts entirely and essentially has to leave the country to fight Drago, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. It could have been done a little bit cleaner, I guess, in the montage, but... Why you gotta go, Rock? <laughs> Wait, there's a line in here where he was talking to um, Carl. Where is it? Uh, you think it's you against you? Uh. And Carl is just like not having it. Remember he's like insinuating to him that it's like maybe you're fighting yourself a little bit and Carl like freaks out. thought it was funny. How about Sly Sloan's pajamas? Did you catch those? His pajamas? Yeah, when he brings like a cake or something. Oh, the black pajamas? Oh, yeah. yeah, those Yo. things were nuts. God, I needed a his, pair. His fashion was kind of wild in this movie. Proto, what's your number two? Um, well, how about the fight with Drago? Um, yes, so well, just, let's you talk know, the, about it. The Rocky fights in general, uh, I do enjoy yeah. them because they're, you know, they're more cartoony than realistic. Uh, you know, half the fight is Stallone taking a punch and just like quickly turning his head mm-hmm. to the side. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I got hit. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, clearly a whiff. Like it doesn't even look close um, for a lot of those punches. Um, but the, like the amount of sweat that is like supposedly dripping off oh of these gosh. guys yeah. is incredible. Like how, how do you, how, when you're making this picture, like how do you do that? Like that can't be like really sweat, right? Is that like I some kind know. of sweat gel budget. they're like just covering these guys? Like in? olive oil or something that looks so greasy. It was nuts, especially the Apollo match. Like one false move, you're sliding out of that ring into the front row on your back. I did read though that during that fight, apparently were hitting each other. Like, Stallone wanted a real fight. Like, real punches to the point where he had to be, like, hospitalized. What? After filming, I don't know, like, maybe a long day filming the boxing match. Like, he was taking a beating. Someone in chat can confirm that. I'm pretty sure that's true. I'd let Dolph hit me. It looked looked real to me. Yes, there were that cartoony, like, throwing your head back. Um, But it did look like they were really pounding each other. Excuse me. Art confirms he was mentioned in that doc on Amazon Prime. Our resident sweat expert, Paul, has chimed in. You can create fake sweat by mixing glycerin and water in a spray bottle. That sounds, that sounds flammable. Sounds like death. That's how Paulo died. That's what that Bush song was about. <laughs> Amazing album, by the way. I was actually, I actually really liked that last fight because I thought it would be like... Um, We'd get like a round in, Sylvester would get his ass beat, and then like he'd take one swing and knock out Drago. I thought that was going to be like this big moment, but it was like hmm. 50, well, how many rounds does a boxing go? 17 15. rounds? 15 rounds. They went the whole 15. I was impressed yeah. with that. I was like, oh, this is a real knockdown drag out fight, even though it looks like the worst boxing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're really like this. I was, I was impressed that it went that long. I really thought I was going to like get one good swing on him and knock him out and be it. Mm-hmm. yeah I wanted to call out too that it looked great because they had real extras in, in a pretty well lit arena hmm. and because I had just recently gone back to well not gone back but watched the Creed movies for the first time and I loved the first Creed it was so good I highly recommend anyone watch it who hasn't yet um, but in like 2 and 3 it's like pretty obvious that they're using green screen like sub dome mm. technology oh, really? and it kind of takes me out of it like just seeing them walk around with them trying to properly angle the green screen it doesn't look that great and also i mean the the parallels or like the things that keep up in the creed movies are pretty cool like drago returns in one of the movies he's really? training his he's training his son uh to, to be fight a sylvester not so so sylvester stallone is in the first two he's tra- he trains um, Creed's son. Oh, these are the, the Creed first movies. two. Yeah, and then Drago is is training. He's back, and Br- uh, Brigitte is is in it as well. Oh, my but, god! Um, I don't want to spoil about. Please you know, don't. I want to watch in that movie. So they're very good. The the first one is amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, my number two. I guess that was pretty much it. The old school filming style. Um, I also have Sly's voice as one of my top threes for some reason. Yeah, so you were talking in the pre-show or the uncut about how 
like slide doesn't really sound like this today. He sounds like, you know, clear. There's a couple scenes in this where it's it's like he is putting on some kind of voice. Right? It's almost like I don't know if it's like his Philadelphian attempt, like, you know, blue collar mm. fighter. Some of it was like I was like, man, he sounds really weird. He turned on subtitles, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um but man, he looks amazing in this movie. You talked about Drago's body, Sly. I I love seeing his like the. We talked about montages again. Sorry, but like when he's training in Russia, mm-hmm. and he goes to like that town. I, I wrote that it looked like he's in like you know 1970s South Philly, but Russia. It's like just just like <laughs> dirty ass houses that he's training there. Um, but it was cool. I love seeing that stuff. I love the old school training. I loved all that stuff. I love Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah, there's another right? podcast on this Tape Deck Network that really said some hurtful things about Sylvester Stallone, the man, the actor, the filmmaker. And um, we needed to do right by him mm-hmm. by covering Rocky Four. I agree. Before we yeah. heard Proto's rating, anyway. Thank you. Danny, what's your number two? How about planning um, an entire trip, not only a trip, to give up your belt uh, to go to another country and fight for no money and not tell your wife until she finds out by the paparazzi. Oh, yeah. I mean, Adrian should have murdered him. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. She doesn't know that this is happening. He's having a whole press conference with Drago about this fight. And he doesn't tell his wife that he's doing this. I can barely hide a $5 charge on my PayPal from my wife, <laughs> let alone a whole trip to Russia. Yeah. Insanity. It is insane. That that comes up in the in the Creed movies too about like why you need to take this fight. Like what is it about yeah, being a boxer and needing to put your life on the line. And in Creed it's like the same thing. Like he starts out with no money and he becomes a millionaire over the course of these movies. And he, his wife is like, what the F is your problem? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, you don't need the money. So what is it? So I think that's like a pretty interesting question. I don't think they really even get into it in this movie, like at all. Like there's yeah. no attempt to answer that question in a realistic way. That was like one of my biggest gripes with this is that they have that scene with him and Adrian where she's like, Rock, like, wh- why? Like, wh- why you got to do this fight? And he literally like has no answer. He's just like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Like, that's his answer. It's like, I got to do it. It's funny because he answers the question with his responses to why Apollo is fighting Drago. Because he's asking him those questions too. Like, why are you doing this? He's like, are you fighting yourself or something like that? Yeah, that's what I said earlier. (laughs) Is he you against you? You against you, yeah. <laughs> it's, I feel like this he's, he's answered he already answered his own question why am mm-hmm. I doing this I will say it was amazing when she appeared at his training hut and he's got like that shot is behind him and he's doing that ass lean I'm not sure if Paul maybe screenshot that it was amazing the ass lean he's doing yeah, like his ass is in the foreground and he's leaning on his right side so he's got like this little lean and she's in Excuse the backdrop um, and she's she's like I'm with you no matter what mm. I loved it Loved it. Oh my God. What about that move he did um, where he's laying on his back and he lifts like half his body up? Oh, yeah. They're all watching him. I was watching him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I didn't know a body could do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It can do that and more. <laughs> and oh, my God. Tuned. Prado, what's your number three for Rocky IV? Uh, final point. Final point. I love, it's not very many lines, but I love Drago's lines in this. How, like, the whole character, he doesn't say anything until he's in the ring. And the first thing, you know, Carl Weathers is, like, dancing around, completely winded from doing a workout with James Brown for 10 minutes. (laughs) James Brown. Before going into the fight of his life. (laughs) Catastrophic decision. (laughs) But Drago just, like, comes up to him and says, you will lose, you know. He only has like maybe four or five lines in this whole movie, but they're all just amazing. Um, that one, and then also at the final fight where he says, I must break you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, his entrance was awesome. It was Like banging. the ring coming up from the middle of the yeah. ground and him being in the yeah. ring. Holy crap, that looked so sick. It's funny because I feel like I've said 
if he dies, he dies mm-hmm. forever. <laughs> and I had no idea it was from this movie. <laughs> there's so there's so much in modern media that is an homage to this movie or is taken like legit. I'm, I want to um, double back. Art says that uh, he watched a doc that's on Amazon Prime about this movie and Sly says that it was like a childhood injury to his tongue. He said that it all is why he talks that way in previous movies. So interesting. Uh, that's just some background to info. We got to watch that doc. Adrian. <laughs> um, uh, my third point, we haven't talked about the Apollo match too much, but I, I, I also love like how dated this is. What are they wearing? Like Hugo boss hoodies. Or, Yo, like, those Hugo, those Hugo boss matching hoodies were amazing. Those are probably like $10,000 vintage jumpsuits. Um, but they, like, cause rock is in the corner of Apollo. Apollo thinks he'll win. He's just, he's getting murdered in the corner and rock wouldn't throw the towel. And I love the cuts between like the action and Rocky. Is he going to throw in the towel or not? I also think that that's like something that would be more investigated in a movie if it were made today, but like a macho tough guy in the eighties, you know, potentially being responsible for not saving his friend's life in the ring. That's like a whole 45 minute hour of a movie investigation. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not in the his death is as much Rocky's fault as his Drago's fault. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. It's Rock's fault. He should have threw it's the towel. Fault. Should have stopped him from getting that ring. Who cares what Apollo says? It's not, it's not Drago. You didn't even want him in the ring to begin with, Rock. This is like a hot you let take him on die. YouTube from the 1999. Yeah. You know, Drago isn't the bad guy. It's Rocky. Yeah. Balboa. Mm-hmm. Million views. Thanos was right. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> Danny, final point. Um, my final point was the Apollo Creed fight. He had a nickname, The Account of Manifesto, which I thought was incredible. <laughs> I might change my Xbox username to that. <laughs> I could get I over. I don't it. think they would allow that last word on Xbox I don't, anymore. Well, they, <laughs> I don't care. Yes, uh, Casey just shared the Adidas hoodie that I wanted badly. That Rock was waxing his uh, Lamborghini in. Yeah, what if we put that on the VHS Village storefront and that's a 70 mm logo in the middle? <laughs> I need that badly. Um, other than that, the sex robot was insane to me. I, mm-hmm. That as a gift in the eighties, I just couldn't get over that the robot. But yeah, I don't have much more to say. Honorable mentions, final rating. You can do that now. <sighs> James Brown, body oil budget. <coughs> um, you know, as much as I disliked the first two Rockies and refused to watch the third, I had a great time watching this film. It's really a lot of fun. I think at a ninety-minute runtime with 39 31% montage this is like a giant music video and it's insane amount of fun drago i feel like is like top tier movie villain i really loved his i loved i loved dolphin this he has he, for very few words he really was a fun villain uh i'm at three and a half stars i had a great time watching this movie it was a lot of fun three and a half banger there you go there you have it proto uh Honorable mentions rating for Rocky uh, Four. Honorable mentions. Uh, Carl Weathers in that pool with the three dogs. Yes. The TV. Watching the TV, getting pissed <laughs> off at what he's seen on the TV. <laughs> Carl Weathers. He's such he's such a dork at the the press conference, just like hamming it up, mm-hmm. uh, trying to make a big deal out of everything. Um. Yeah, the montages were insane. No no easy way out montage. My God. Uh, I have a note. The tree falling as the guy in the ring falls. Oh, I think that oh, was that montage. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Sylvester, you've done it again. Um, yeah. You know, I, don't, I know you guys are raving about the, you know, the, the soundtrack, ironically. Um, of course, this is real love, um, real life. This is this is love. Um, it, it is something, you know. And I think I, I this uh, this movie it it does have a, a like a you know 
I have some kind of nostalgia for it because I remember watching it on TV and kind of be captivated by it. I think it's also because I think I watched it young enough that it might have been like my first introduction to the whole like Cold War and even like mm. Russia and communism and not mm-hmm. even really fully understanding what this was about and that like this person from this other country who's like a villain is coming here to fight an American and just being fascinated by all of that. Um, so I, I had a pretty good time. So I'm at three stars for this. Oh, oh baby. Okay. It's more than I thought we were going to get. Yeah. We hadn't really talked about the cold war aspects and how, you know, Rocky literally ended the cold war and solved Russia just in one fight in this movie. It was almost like, I think I wrote my notes. It was like the, Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin double turn at WrestleMania. You know, Hart went in there as the bit as the good guy and came out the bad guy, and vice versa. It's amazing. I guess what I'm trying to say is, if I can change, you can change. Everybody can change. Mm-hmm. There, that is my last note. Oh, I'm sorry. No, cut, no, no. It was a great. It was a great. It was a great scene. Great. Cut scene. me out. I guess uh, <laughs> if I can change. Yeah. <laughs> You, you could change. Um, so greasy. Eye of the Tiger. The kid in the technology is the main thing I remember. I remember Sylvester Stallone's son getting a bad rap in these in these later movies. Um, the kid actor? Yeah, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it was in the Rocky Balboa. Because what's his face? The kid from Heroes plays oh. his son. And they, I think maybe Milo. Vit, Milo. Vit Lamer, Ma, yeah, Milo. Him. Uh, without a war to fight the warrior might as well be dead my God. that was Carl Weathers line Carl why he needed to take the fight okay I, I'm taking my, my comments back about how they didn't go deep enough wow. that's pretty deep, that's deep in my opinion I'm getting that tattooed <laughs> um, there's no easier way out this soundtrack rips I said and my next line we're not indestructible <laughs> Especially you didn't sing that at karaoke in front of the Guardians. Oh, God. No way, Jose. I'm retired. Also, the flashbacks of the first movie just felt like so strange mm-hmm. because it was kind of like a totally different movie, but also them being poor. It was cool to see, you know, see how much has changed with his success in boxing. It just felt like a different universe seeing those scenes. Also, I, I was reading because I was like trying to piece together the, the, the plots of the previous ones. And I think I read that Rocky Three ends with that fight scene of him and Apollo in the ring um, with the freeze frame of them punching each other. But this movie like starts with it, which is kind of funny. I guess it's like this idea that it's just like a continuation to showing them both in in each movie. And they still don't tell you who wins. That's the big thing, right? People don't know who won that secret fight. They knocked each other out at the same same time. One punch. Interesting. Next on my list, he's training in the South Philly of Russia. I'm with you no matter what. Heart's on fire. Polly kisses him on the cheek. This okay. looks great. Real crowd. Oh, uh, yeah. So good. So I'm at four stars for Rocky Four. I had a lot Hell of fun. Hell yes. 90, 90 minute movie. Right. Half of it's montages and banger 80s music. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look up. You want to have a great time. Look up the, the music videos of these songs. And you want to feel <laughs> alive. That's what you need to do. How about his license plate? South Paul. Oh, that's right. South Paul. S O T. That's how he says it. Uh, okay, so we have, I think, a VM to get to. Let me just refresh our Gmail, make sure I didn't miss anything. You can send us one at 70mmpod.gmail.com, a voice memo or an email if you so choose. This one comes from Eric, our resident deep fry. Meme. Memer in chat. Meme artist. This file is called Rocky Four Full In-Depth Review. Oh my God. I haven't listened to this. I'm wondering if I should have. We'll see. Hey, team. It's Eric. Longtime listener, second-time caller, and full-time friend. On the grand occasion of discussing Rocky Four, I think I have an important and related story to tell. In my younger days... I was a carpenter who traveled the country helping artists build large-scale, site-specific installations. 
On one of these projects, I had a few extra days, so I stuck around for the Art Basel opening preview in South Beach, Miami. I was walking back from the graciously open bar, double fisting free mixed drinks at an event that I could in no way have gotten into if it wasn't for my exhibitor badge, Mm. when I stopped beside someone who was standing looking at our booth. He looked at my badge and asked me if I had worked on this, then proceeded to speak very eloquently and knowledgeably about my friend Julie Schenkelberg's work, which we had on display and evidently he collected. The entire time I was talking to him, I was thinking to myself, I know this guy from somewhere. Oh, gosh. Where do I know him from? Have I seen him at one of our other events? Is he a donor to our group? Then I finally realized, oh, fuck, that's Rocky. (laughs) Granted, it took me about five minutes into talking with him to realize this. It took me so long to recognize him because neither at that time nor now have I ever seen one of the Rocky movies. I feel myself about to be lifted to the cross just saying that, (laughs) but I'm not going to fix this anytime soon because it's playoff hockey season, which means that's all I have time to watch. The moral of this story is Sylvester Stallone knows more about modern American art than you'd think. And when you're talking to Sylvester Stallone about art, you'll always regret not getting a picture with him to back this story up. I don't believe a story. it. I don't believe his story at all. It's hard to believe. You don't think Eric might not have seen Sylvester Stallone in any other movie, period. Can you imagine talking to him and not realizing? I'm telling how, you, he how talks did, different. How did he know it was him then? That's a I good mean, question. Iconic look, iconic voice. Then he's saying, I, then he does recognize, what does he recognize? Mm-hmm. Cobra. This is, I mean, it's an incredible story. Almost too incredible. (laughs) Eric Jazz says, I am aware of the person. (laughs) I also love maybe saying that in conversation with Stallone. I am aware of you. Are you Sylvester Stallone? (laughs) It's a very Art Basil thing to say. I'm aware of you. (laughs) Uh, Okay, that's this week in the books. And... Weekly listeners know that we have already announced our next movie. We've announced all the movies this month in advance. Very rare for us. We'll probably never do it again. Um, but next on our list, streaming on HBO Max. Ooh. The Max. Actually, it's about to be rebranded in about three or four weeks. Superman for The Quest for Peace. Oh, my gosh. I don't so, have this as letterbox logged. Um, have you seen it? I feel like I have seen it. I don't know if this is the one with Richard Pryor. No, he's not in the credits for this. This is, I think this is where he fights like nuclear man. Nuclear power in the best hands. It is dangerous in the hands of Lex Luthor. It is pure evil. This is Superman's greatest battle. And it is for all of us. What's the runtime? 1.6 on Letterboxd. 1.6? It's shorter than Rocky. It's 90 minutes. It's a minute shorter. Hell yes. It's 40% montage. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is just a montage of the previous three movies. All I know is it better have John Williams score, not some knockoff. Let's see. I'm looking up the crew. If it has a knockoff. Oh, God. Let's talk about it next week. We don't want to. Oh, no. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. (laughs) I'm I'm pissed. (laughs) I deleted it. (laughs) Can we pivot? It's too late to pivot. We said we're going to do this. We got to do it. I'm excited for more Superman Danny art. That's what I'm excited about. I didn't think about that. Silver lining. Yeah, there is a silver (laughs) lining every week, and it's the art, no matter what movie. Does this one have the famous image of Reeves as Superman drinking with a scruffy beard? Yeah, I think he like goes evil in this one. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm looking up the backdrops. Am I misremembering? Does anybody know if it's this one? Evil Reeves. Oh God! Look at this image. Share it. Just paste this in chat. (laughs) Looks like Stallone's nightgown. It's fighting on the moon. Looks like his PJs. That's his PJs. Uh, All right, Pardo. Any closing thoughts? May the fourth. We're rounding third right now. For May May the fourth. Yeah, you know, watching fourth movies, which might not be. Um, you know, we might not have any masterpieces in here, but I didn't, I didn't get to talk about a movie I did watch earlier, 
Uh, I watched it earlier in the week, which is a masterpiece. I watched The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp from 1943. And when I say this might be a top 10 all-time movie, all-time, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Okay? Oh, my gosh. This is the Pressburger Powell Magic Red Shoes. No. Remember. Remember the Red no. Shoes? Oh, my. Yes. What? They made this movie five years before the Red Shoes, and it's just as incredible. Um, I was blown away by this movie. If you, you know, if you love old movies, um, but you also love color, technicolor, if you love humor, um, but also love British humor, um, if you mm. love Deborah Kerr, uh, this movie is for you. If you if if you're tired of the garbage uh bi- biopics that keep coming out from Hollywood, uh mm. I've got a biopic for you, and it's uh, it's about uh sugar candy. And, oh my gosh. and his story in the the British Army. Um, I, I can't recommend this movie enough. I say I said we're, we have to do it at some point because it's okay. it's just that good. Um, Proto month. <laughs> you pick all the. Oh movies. my god! But I'm ready, baby. I'm ready. You heard about this movie, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Blimp. Paul. Sounds like a Beatles album name. Actually, <laughs> it's unreleased Beatles record, The Life and Death yeah. of Colonel Blimp. <laughs> we'll see everybody next week for not The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp, a five star movie. We're watching Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Millimeter is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin and music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me. Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.